to talk more about social media's role in this now that Twitter booted Trump off briefly. Now, Facebook and Instagram, Zuckerberg is uh, doing interviews explaining why he's booted the president of the United States off of a communication platform. Hello. Positive Sean also came up with a great piece of commentary on what happened yesterday, an angle you're not going to hear anywhere but here. And speaking of angles you're only going to hear here, uh, we really want to emphasize, for those just tuning in, more than one thing happened yesterday, and a hell of a lot more than one thing led to it. Oh, yeah. And we're going to give you the 360-degree view of it if we can. We thought we'd talk to somebody actually in Congress who was actually there. Congressman Tom McClintock joins us. Uh, Mr. McClintock represents the 4th District of California in the northern part of the state and joins us uh, now. Uh, Tom, uh, first of all, your overall impressions of the insanity at the Capitol yesterday. I think you described it very well, insanity at the Capitol. I mean, it, 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 it was an attack that strikes at the, at the most sacred act of, of our country, and, and that's the peaceful transfer of power. You know, ever since we were all in grade school, I, you know, our, our civics teachers hammered into us that you know, one of the greatest things about our country that sets us apart from so many others is that every year for more than 200 years, uh, every election uh, over 200 years, we peacefully transfer power. Um, so it was an outrage and I think a threat to the most fundamental principles that we have as a free people. And it was terrorism. I mean, violence in pursuit of political goals is a very definition of terrorism. So the, the, the people who stormed the Capitol are terrorists and ought to be condemned that way. Well, and ought to be arrested and prosecuted. And like prosecuted, absolutely. Right. George Washington set the precedent of the peaceful transfer of power. Ronald Reagan called it a miracle, and it is. It's one of our most precious gifts. Uh, what do you think were some of the factors that went into what happened yesterday? Well, obviously, the uh, uh, president's remarks in the uh, rally at the White House uh, right before it uh, uh, certainly you know, stirred it up. Uh, I think we do have to recognize that there's a great deal of sentiment across the country that the uh, election system is breaking down. I think a lot of that uh, stems from the, uh, the, the fact that we've abandoned in-person uh, election day voting in favor of mail-in ballots, which uh, uh, strips the system of virtually all of its safeguards uh, against voter fraud. And if it's not actually producing vo- voter fraud, it is very clearly producing the suspicion of voter fraud. Uh, you know, we've got to go back to, to the system we had where, where we all, you know, waited until the debate was over, all the candidates had had their say. Then on a single day, election day, we all went to our local polling place, which was in our own neighborhoods. It was usually, you know, at the, at the local elementary school or uh, in a neighbor's garage. We'd all look our neighbors on the precinct board in the eye as they handed us our ballot. We'd take that ballot into a curtained voting booth. We would cast that ballot without anybody able to threaten or cajole or plead. We'd cast it according to our own conscience. We would give it back to the uh, precinct um, uh, a poll worker who would then immediately, in our presence, place it in a locked uh, box. Uh, by 8 p.m., we knew exactly how many votes had been cast, and usually by uh, 10 o'clock, midnight in a close race, uh, uh, we knew what the, uh, what the result was. We've stripped the system of all of that, and now we're simply mailing out ballots of, uh, uh, to, to every name on the voter roll, whether they're deceased or long ago moved, 
um, uh, with no chain of custody from the time they, uh, they're mailed until the time they're counted. I don't think it's an overstatement to say if we enact what you're talking about, if we head back in that direction, it will substantially cure most of these problems. And if we do not, it will exacerbate them to the point that this sort of violence is common. But um, at the risk of belaboring the point, because we've been making it for years and years, the left and America's media sent the message over and over and over again that political violence is okay if your cause is righteous in our eyes. And we've been saying forever, folks, you keep sending that message. The angry right is going to respond in kind, and they're pretty well armed. Uh, do you agree that that has played a, a, a role in oh, where we got yesterday? Of course, this has been spinning out of control for many years now. We we uh, you know started to encounter that uh, four years ago when, when when the town halls, which were always a routine you know uh, civil sharing of views, suddenly turned into these near riots where people were shouting each other down. Uh, you know, it got to the point we had to stop holding them. And I think that, that the situation has simply continued to progress and escalate on both sides uh, till, till uh, we see the culmination of that in the attack on the Capitol yesterday. And, and I hope that this is going to be a, an opportunity for the country to take a step back, take a deep breath, and realize we can't continue down this path. All right, finally, were you in the Capitol yesterday? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I was in the chamber when all this came down. And, and how crazy was it? Well, it it, it 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 escalated. I mean, the the, the first thing we knew that was something was wrong was when the security teams came in and whisked the uh, the leadership that was then on the floor uh, out the door, uh, locked the doors, told the rest of us to hunker down, get out gas masks. Uh, uh, I started to see flash. We, we the chamber doors have frosted glass on them. You started seeing flashes uh, through the um, uh, glass. You knew something huge was going on then. Ultimately, they evacuated us uh, uh, down a uh, corridor and, and uh, out into the tunnels. That's when I heard the uh, uh, through uh, uh, as, as we were being safely evacuated out, the Capitol Police were heading to the danger, and you could hear on their radios uh, this announcement: "Shots fired on the House floor." And I, I thought I could, I must have heard that wrong. That couldn't possibly be, and, and indeed it was. And, and then I, what really brought it home was when I got to the uh, end of the tunnel, beginning the office complex. Uh, there's a wounded officer uh, being uh, being evacuated out. Congressman Tom McClintock on the line. Uh, back to politics uh, for a moment or two. I think it's worth recognizing that uh, immediately after the chaos was uh, brought under control, democracy got back to work, and I salute you all for that. Yeah, and 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 that's that's really the 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 the, the story of all of this is uh, our you know, our republic continues. The Constitution holds. Uh, I, you know, Vice President Pence did exactly the right thing. He recognized that the role of Congress is to count the votes that are sent us by the state. We can't pick and choose which votes we're going to count and which ones we're not. If we do that, the Electoral College means nothing. The elections mean nothing. And, uh, and, and Congress simply elects the president every four years. Which brings us to the president. There is uh, quite a bit of talk, of course, on the left, but some on the right about either the 25th Amendment or another quickie impeachment or something like that. Is that just uh, idle talk? Well, I think the uh, – I'm so angry about the president's conduct, particularly over the last 24 hours. I, I want to go too deep into commenting on it uh, until I calm down. Oh, but, go ahead. It's uh, talk radio. You can say anything. <laughs> but, well, again, trying to tone things down. But, uh, right. Uh, uh, I, I, I think that 
the next two weeks, I, I think he's largely taken himself out of the picture by disgracing himself in the way he did. I don't think we're going to be uh, paying much attention to what he says over the next few weeks, and then we can, you know, move on with uh, with you know the the work ahead of us. Well, we know your night was very very long, and you're short on sleep. We sure appreciate you taking a few minutes, uh, Congressman. It's my pleasure, Joe. Thanks for having me, Congressman Tom McClintock, Fourth District of California. That is really interesting. If you, well, first of all, do you think there is actually going to be an effort to impeach? Uh, no, it's just too time consuming unless they do it as a signal to the base. I, I read, you never know who who knows what, but I read one person that I think is pretty smart say they could do it real damn fast if they wanted to. Yeah, they could do unanimous consent decrees for various uh, procedural moves. And waive the right to X, Y, and Z along the way. And the next question if is, everybody's in on it. how many rebel Republicans would go along with it? I think you'd get a pretty good chunk. Yeah, I mean, people if you're are gonna... still afraid of the Trump loyalist vote, though. Boy, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You lay out the, this is what he said. This is what he said while it was happening. I don't know. It's open and shut case as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's you're not impeach... running for re-election, though. It's an impeachable <laughs> offense. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, on the merits, I would tend to agree with you. But politically speaking, it's very dangerous, which is why you've seen people tap dancing like they are. Do you believe the election was stolen? Well, it's important that the concerns of the people be heard. I mean, there's been more tap dancing than a freaking, uh, what do you call it? The New York gals with their legs in the air, the Radio City musicals. I gave him, I was giving him every benefit of the doubt yesterday, even when I when I heard... Um, you know, him saying, you go down to the Capitol, you go down to the Capitol and let them know. And people were saying he incited the riot. And I thought, okay, that's a bit of a stretch. You know, you're, there are you're demonstrations every day outside the Capitol and they're outside the Capitol for a reason. I thought that's a bit of, now when he tweeted that Pence was a coward during the siege of the Capitol, letting, basically telling people, no, Pence could stop this. He could overturn the election, but he didn't, the coward. And he's in that building. That was it for me. That's, yeah. that's just, that's beyond anything you can put up with. If you're not familiar with the legalities of the thing, if, if Pence had been a robot programmed and entirely controlled by Trump, he couldn't have done anything. The Veep doesn't have that authority, the power that doesn't exist. That maneuver that the president tried to convince people he could do, it doesn't exist. Does Just, he have a lawyer? Does is, is Rudy Giuliani or somebody telling him it's true? I don't know. I have no idea. How did he come to the conclusion that that was a possibility? I'm mystified. You know what really pisses me off about this and what pisses me off about Trump and, and, and some Trump loyalists, not all of you, but some of you, there are legitimate concerns about voting irregularities and vote security but you're making us look like fools the permanent bureaucracy in washington dc has enormous power but trying to say they're running a sex ring out of a pizza joint makes us look ridiculous (laughs) and there are quite a few examples of this there are legitimate concerns that we need to address but you weaken our case when you take it so over the top all the time but that's it's uh, part of rocking the vote and populist politics is you bring in lots and lots of people who don't actually understand what's going on, partly because it's so damn complicated. You have to spend your freaking life trying to comprehend American politics because it's gotten too big and profitable and complicated. Um, and, and it's easy to mislead these people and get them fired up.
What do you think of what McClintock said that I think the president has, uh, you know, basically lost all standing and we won't pay much attention to him for the next two weeks or hear from him much? What I do you think, think that's that? unquestionably true. Really? Yeah. Interesting. One more quick note before we go to break. Yes, there were left-wing people trying to make it worse yesterday. They were part of the violence and who they are will be unmasked. It wasn't just Trump lunatics or whatever you want to call it. There are plenty of Antifa type who realized here's a great opportunity for us, and we'll be following that story unlike the mainstream media. Got a lot more for you to come. Uh, Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You solid on that information, Hanson? If I go on the air with it, I'm not going to get embarrassed? Okay. It's in the Oregonian that Mayor Ted Wheeler of Portland was punched by some protesters yesterday. So here's the perfect opportunity for me. I don't like Ted Wheeler. I don't like anything he, he believes. You can't allow someone to punch a public official. You can't allow political violence against people or buildings or stuff at any level, no matter what their politics, I've been cons- we've been consistent on that. We I have. will be consistent on that. We said a thousand times if some pro-Trump mob beat down Bernie Sanders supporters, we would condemn it immediately, and we do. We strongly, unreservedly condemn right-wing violence. On the other hand, I guarantee you those are lefties who punched Ted Wheeler. Yeah, but th- that's what was bothering me following the you know the the the, the Twitter sphere and the conversation yesterday. Um. People not seeing this as uh, an escalation and the 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 you know widening the Overton window. Google it if you don't know what that means of what we allow, and it and it was inevitable that both sides were going to get involved, and and each side is going to one up the other side. Inevitable. So all of you allowing uh, mobs to destroy your downtown and not reporting on it. Or, th- or or calling them out for it, yep. hey, you're part of the problem, too. As I've said so many times, we have been absolutely on the road to this, unmistakably, for years. Yeah. And we arrived to a large extent yesterday, although, Jack, you pointed out quite aptly during the Kavanaugh hearings, you had official government buildings in Washington, D.C., overrun by mobs. Now, there aren't as well-known buildings as the Capitol, the People's House, as it's called, and I Get the symbolic importance of that, but come on, acting like this is a, oh, wow, adamant lunatics have broke into a government building. Oh, Trump did it. Trump did it. When Trump they, didn't do Kavanaugh. Do you remember the story? So Jeff Flake, senator from Arizona, who ended up allowing the, uh, the whole craziness to go forward because he got confronted in an elevator by just a random person who shouldn't have been there. Got in his face and said, you know, believe all women, all that sort of stuff. And the only conversation in the media was about the believe all women thing sure nothing about hey we can't have mobs threatening u.s senators in government buildings you allowed that to happen the overton window the what is acceptable and the and the and then and other people see well this works that actually worked that accomplished something yeah Mm -hmm. as mark stein put it so eloquently actually we could probably just replay mark stein's comments they're so good but um you know it, it worked the violence worked over the summer the blm crowd and the marxists and everybody else it worked, uh, and it's not a shock that people would uh, would see it work. On the other hand, and I will make this clear, it's it's astounding to me. 
y'all, and, and listen, we appreciate you listening. We truly do. And, and you don't have to agree with us. It's perfectly fine if you don't. Oh, that's right. We got to get the John's thing. Um, but those of you who tune in for like five minutes and then scream, you stupid idiots, do your research. Why don't you say this? We've said it like 27 times already today. All right? Just calm down. Sean. I love that tweet you came across. So this is from an independent journalist that I am not familiar with before this tweet. But uh, for me, the striking thing about so many of these images of rioters in the Capitol is what they are doing. All of them is creating content for social media. At least in their minds, the true seat of power is not actually in that building. It's online. They could have done anything in that building today. What they did, by and large, was take selfies and create social media content. That was, That's what really mattered to them. Whatever higher motives they might claim, their actions suggest that was the real motive for many. And it clearly was. Um, we've all uh, we've all fallen into this, whether we realize it or not. You think about how this will look in the tweet. Pictures or it didn't happen. Pics or it didn't happen. <laughs> Twenty years ago, if this had happened, what would people have done in the building? And there would have been reports about it and arguments about it, because and maybe some pictures, but. I probably would have stood in the well of the Senate and made a speech. So what the guy did at Nancy Pelosi's desk, I've got more information on that because it's kind of entertaining, as horrified as I am that he was able to so easily get in there. Uh, But it's kind of entertaining what he did at her desk. Uh, He didn't, uh, you know what, on there, did he? Upper decker. (laughs) It's not done on a desk. Uh, Yeah, wait a minute. There is no what? What? That'd be the all time. nothing about pooing on desks. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. gather due to a selfish man's injured pride and the outrage of supporters who he has deliberately misinformed for the past two months and stirred to action this very morning. So that's Mitt Romney, who never has liked Trump. I'm um, a Republican voting for Mitt Romney. Um, so it's not surprising he said that, but I just saw Chris Christie up there, who's been a pretty big supporter of uh, Trump on Good Morning America, saying Donald Trump violated his constitutional oath yesterday that he took. Wow. And um, that's pretty much all you got to say. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is anybody making positive noises that you've heard so far? No. I can't come up with one. Mm. I mean, other like just Twitter comments and stuff like that? No, no, they don't count. No, I, you know, I can't come up with anybody in the chattering class or, or, uh, or politics. Not one. You know, people like us are certainly pointing out that the violence on the left, to a large extent, led us to where we are today. True. different. They made it clear. Violence is okay, and the media echoed it. Yeah, that's a different topic, though. Right. Different topic. Right. Um, so yeah, the- this, this whole thing is several different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so the guy that was sitting at Nancy Pelosi's desk. So um, part of this is we have an acquaintance that was at the rally yesterday. This person is a QAnon person. I didn't know that until fairly recently. I didn't know what the WW1 thing was. I haven't memorized that, but it's on their website regularly. Where we go one, we go all. Something like that. Anyway, this is a QAnon person, and they went to the rally yesterday, and we know them. And they were texting us from the rally. You know, wow, you're at the Trump rally in D.C. Gotcha. Then they were texting us, we're walking to the Capitol. Then they sent us a video. Oh, my God, look. We're walking into the Capitol. I can't believe we're doing this. 
They actually walked into the freaking Capitol building with a bunch of the other crowd. I mean, I watched the video. There was no resistance whatsoever once the doors were open. They just walked in. And as, if, as you've probably seen in the videos, people were just milling around. Mm-hmm. You know, posing for pics. Putting uh, MAGA hats on statues and, uh, and posing with their arm around <laughs> uh, former president statues. And Making stuff like speeches that. with their buffalo heads on. <laughs> But this this friend of ours, uh, then uh, when things got uglier, and then there were you know talk of shots fired and somebody dead and all that sort of stuff. Uh, my wife uh, texted him, "God, I hope you're still not there." And he said, "Oh no no no! When I smelled tear gas, I went back to my hotel room. We're watching it on TV now." Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how easy it was to get in there. And I got to admit, the excitement of I can't believe I'm just walking in the cat. I might have done it myself. Yeah, that poor lady who got shot was essentially doing that too. Um, and, and it's tragic. And then this guy that ended up in Nancy Pelosi's office. Well, I'll just read you the story. Um, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's office is an especially popular target among, among people that were there. One man in particular, seen in the picture that has gone viral, you've probably seen it, lounging in Pelosi's office with his feet on her desk, has been identified as 60-year-old Richard Barnett of Gravette, Arkansas. He bragged to reporters later about the souvenir he'd swiped. God, I don't know if I would have told a reporter I was uh, sitting at the desk of the Speaker of the House and took something. But oh, for goodness sake! Because I would be thinking, I'll bet there's some sort of like terrorism crime or violation of federal this or this insurrection act. Something they'll find something. I might be in prison for the next fifty years. He claims he didn't steal it because he left a quarter on the desk, but that's not more. how commerce yeah. works. I got yeah. more. What? <laughs> that's true. That is not the way commerce no, works. I can't go into a dealership, throw a Benjamin out the out the window as I take off in a new car. Uh, he bragged to reporters about the souvenir he'd swipe. Barnett, who also goes by B-I-G-O. Is that Big O? Could be. Yeah. Got to like a guy whose uh, nickname is Big O. Big O! What do you say, Yo, What's Big O? Uh, he told the New York Times that he didn't commit any breach to enter Pelosi's office. He says he was shoved in as he walked by. And then he felt entitled. Hey, Joe, shove me in this room real quick. <laughs> and that he felt entitled to have a seat once inside. I'm picturing like a scrum of people everywhere. He kind of, you know, ends up standing in an office and think, wow, this is Nancy Pelosi's office. And then uh, I would think, yeah. I well, think there I'll... is a placard on the door. Oh, okay. Um, he said he felt entitled to have a seat once inside. I'm a taxpayer. I'm a patriot. That ain't her desk. We loaned her this desk. I agree with all that. You know what's funny? It just occurred to me while you were talking a couple of minutes ago. I wonder if part of the reason that what happened happened in the Capitol with people getting in is people get to go in the Capitol. I've been in it several times. So, I mean, is uh, the Capitol Police going to try to shoot people who decide they want to see the statuary hall? You get to go there. You go through a metal detector and everything, don't true. you? Yeah. yeah, absolutely true. Yeah. But it's not like they were trying to get into Fort Knox or Area 51 or the Oval Office. You're allowed to walk around the Capitol. You're not allowed in Nancy Pelosi's office sitting at her desk. No, nor are you allowed on the floor while Congress is in session with a hammer. Stop the hammering. She ain't appreciating the desk, so I thought I'd sit down and appreciate the desk. Way to go, big O. (laughs) (laughs) Who may spend the next 50 years in prison? I doubt it. I think he's probably got a bit of an uh, unpleasant afternoon coming, but... Uh, perhaps a bit of a fine. Barnett said once he sat down, he realized he was bleeding and had bled on an envelope on Nancy's desk, which was addressed to Representative Billy Long, so he took it. He insists he didn't steal it, as he left a quarter behind for Pelosi. 
He also says he left her a profanity-laced note on her desk. <laughs> you know, I can't dislike this guy. I know, I know. You can't allow this to happen. Certainly not. Under any circumstances. Absolutely not. And I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> CNN reports that others also wreaked further havoc inside Pelosi's office, smashing a large mirror, writing, we will not back down on a folder, and stealing the nameplate from above the door. Be a pretty cool thing to have. That'll I'm be sure on that, social media. It already is, probably. I'm sure that's a, a heck of a federal crime, but that'd be a cool thing to have. Speaker of the House. That's a big position. He's third in line to the presidency. Uh, he told the Arkansas Times, I like the fact that he'll t- he's talked to CNN in this story, New York Post, New York Times, and his local newspaper. It's like the people taking selfies and putting them out on social media. You, do you not understand how law enforcement works? <laughs> Uh, he said he's the founder of a group that identifies itself as advocating for Second Amendment rights. He told Five News, yet another organization. This is the fifth news organization he's done an interview with. This her. guy needs, like, a press secretary. <laughs> you hold a do, news conference and say Tell him I can time. do 2 o'clock. Uh, <clears throat> 2 o'clock, right after Dr. Oz. Uh, he wants his American flag back, which he left behind in Pelosi's office. He also told the reporter... That no one likely believe his story of being pushed into the suite. I'll probably be telling them this is what happened on the way to the D.C. jail, he said. So he does understand there's a okay. perhaps a Pendley involved. Mm. 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 This breaking, Vice President Mike Pence, I, I turned to the Washington Times to see if they had any, uh, any editorial supporting the president or whatever. I couldn't find any, but I did come across this. Vice President Mike Pence was furious with President Trump after Wednesday's events. A senior Republican senator said... James Inhofe of Oklahoma told reporters Pence was very upset with the president. I've known Mike Pence forever. I've seen Pence. I've never seen Pence as angry as he was today. I had a long conversation with him. He said, after all the things I've done for him, meaning President Trump. Um. Oh, oh, uh, Chad Wolf, who was the nominee well, for what, director. What? Of, the president uh, telling an angry mob that you're a traitor to the country and a coward. Yes. Having stood by, you know, a variety of shenanigans over four years and kept your mouth shut. Yeah. Even Newt Gingrich, a Trump ally, praised Mr. Pence's actions as president of the Senate. This is all, to me, this is all you need to hear. Newt Gingrich has been on Fox every single day saying the election was stolen and it was a landslide win. Right. Vice President Pence was a profile in courage yesterday, said Mr. Gingrich. He understood that his oath was to the Constitution, not to a party, policy, or person. He did what he believed was right, and he did so under enormous pressure. Whether you agreed with his actions, his courage deserves credit. Hmm. Well, you have to agree with his actions. That was the only choice he had. I mean, literally the only choice. What would have happened if he'd have gone with the... um? The conspiracy theory that he could overturn the election, would he just have been ignored or arrested or or uh, There would have been an, or... a, an objection from the floor. Wait, wait a second, that's not legal. You can't do that. Yeah, you can, that's not a thing. And then I suppose the courts get involved somehow. The referee can't penalize somebody seven points because they roughed up the quarterback. It's not a thing, Mike, somebody would have said. <laughs> Actually, where they would have gone into the rules committee and then the, well, you're in a room full quietly of, ushered them to the local mental hospital. You're in a room full of 400 lawyers. So they'd have had all kinds of things to point out to you. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm sure Pence is pissed off. I'll bet he's boiling. I see a lot of excitement going on here. Is it, do we is something happening we should know about, uh, Sean? No, everything's good. Everything's um, just wonderful. Yeah. Other than you know everything. <laughs> <laughs> 
other than well, I, I was just about to say the country is not falling apart. I mean, the, extraordinary day and everything like that, but a lot of our institutions are wobbly institutions held. Um, lot, you know, whether it's Newt Gingrich or Mike Pence or Chris Christie or whoever, all kinds of different Mitch McConnell leading the way. All kinds of people saying, no, no, this is this is the way we do things. These are the rules. This is the Constitution. We're going to stick with it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, including some of those people you mentioned, thought that the institutions were so strong they could do or say anything. Yeah, they could right. pl- they could get really reckless. So that's what Ted Cruz was counting on. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Ted Cruz, who George Will said shall wear the red S of sedition for the rest of his days. I wonder if his career is over. I said I started the show with, you know, any talk of Trump's comeback. He is not going to be the nominee and he is not going to be the president. His right. political career is completely over. Um, he ended it yesterday and uh, really kind of starting on Election Day. Prior to Election Day, I thought he loses. He's guaranteed to get the nomination and maybe even win. But no, that's that's all over now. Um, but how about Ted Cruz? Does he have a political future? I don't know. I, I, he's pretty popular in Texas, but um, I would say it's a reasonable question. Did he has gone is from Taylor Rourke's music. I hear he's he's gone from unbeatable to weakened. Did he beclown himself? <laughs> he absolutely did. Hey, a retired. This is a breaking news. Breaking news. A retired military officer told the Washington Times that the facial recognition firm XR Vision. Used its software, did facial recognition of a bunch of protesters, and matched two Philadelphia Antifa members to two men inside the Senate. Wow. How thorny is this going to be to try to figure out? One has a tattoo that indicates he is a Stalinist sympathizer. Great. Um, No more USA at all is one of the protest chants. XR Vision also identified another man who, while not known to have Antifa links, is someone who showed, shows up at climate and Black Lives Matter protests in the western U.S. Well, just like the Black Lives Matter protests, the people that were that were protesting the idea of Black Lives Matter, not the organization, mm-hmm. the people that were in the street that would yell at everybody and say, why are you smashing those windows? Stop it. Stop it. You're ruining our cause. Right. Same thing. We talked to somebody earlier who was at the protest, true believer, believes Trump got ripped off and everything like that, but he said the crowd was yelling at the people who were trying to break the windows of the Capitol. Stop it. Right. So those might have been, you know, the same, the, they might have been the same exact human being that was at some of the Black Lives Matter protests smashing windows. I think it almost certainly was. You're not hearing this, by the way, on NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, none of them. Washington Post isn't reporting it. They might. Keeping in mind, Trump didn't think it was Antifa in there. He knew the Capitol was being attacked and he still was encouraging that mob. Yep. Yep. A lot of these things are simultaneously true. Uh, we'll try to finish strong with any new breaking news that we've gotten. More comments. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, I spent a lot of time in uh, Northern Ireland. That's uh, Protestants and Catholics, Loyalists and Republicans. I spent time in Mostar in 
Bosnia-Herzegovina, that's Christians and Muslims. And it's always interesting to me that people are surprised when a tactic that's proved effective for one group of people is then suddenly taken up by other people of whom they don't approve. And so I've listened to all this blather for whatever it is, six or seven hours now, where people are saying, starting with the vice president down, oh, this is not who we are. Have you switched on a TV since Memorial Day? This is exactly who we are. Right. Uh, so it's okay, it's okay to burn Wendy's in Atlanta. It's okay to loot Macy's. It's okay to incinerate a precinct house in Minneapolis. It's okay to set up the Chaz Chop Autonomous Republic. Uh, but, uh, but suddenly you expect the capital of the United States, the uh, United States Congress, to be immune from this. That's completely preposterous. Well, That's... and he left out it's, it's permitted to attack a federal facility and federal people 125 nights in a row in Portland. Yeah. Oh, every night! Is this bigger than that? Yeah, but that's that's his point. It escalates. Right. And you got to call it out at every step from the beginning. Political violence is no good. You can't have it. So there's that end of it. The other end of it is Trump egging it on, which is terrible. And, um, you know, I've come to terms with the fact that uh, a certain chunk of you, and I have no idea what percentage that is, are going to hold Trump blameless no matter what. I I I ended that yesterday. Um and I uh, actually decided to talk to my kids at dinner last night. I told my wife I said I want to talk to the kids at dinner about Trump. She said, "You know, that's probably a good idea." Because my oldest is old enough that, you know, he goes to school and there's conversations had about politics that sort of stuff, and he's had some arguments with kids before because he knows I took him to a Trump rally mm-hmm. when he was what is he, 10 now? He was 8 at the time. No, no, no. He was four, It was 5 years ago. So he was um, he was only a 5-year-old at the time. But he still has his Trump hat. He got the Trump rally and everything like that. And he knows I went through the inauguration and all that sort of stuff. And he knows I lean Trump. And he's gotten in some arguments with kids who are Hillary fans and then Biden fans and all that sort of stuff. And I just didn't want him support. I didn't want him to get in any argument and support Trump. On his behalf or mine anymore. Mm-hmm. I told him, I said, Trump did something really bad today. He did something really bad, and he shouldn't be president anymore. And I just don't want you to stand up for him anymore because he, he did something terrible. I happened to be with a, a group of working fellas yesterday um, uh, from a variety of industries, and from blue collar to white collar to a farmer, and um, to a man unanimously said, that's it, I'm done with Trump, 100%. Day be- striking. Day before yesterday, I was at the park. I still wearing my Trump stocking cap that I wear when it's cold outside. When I got into the discussion with the guys about the n bombs and the songs and everything, oh, yeah, yeah. I was wearing a Trump hat. Wow. Probably know. But I will. <laughs> I will no longer wear a Trump hat. I will no longer wear a Trump hat. Hmm. I'm done with that. Admit me, chorus to this history. Who, prologue like, your humble patience pray, gently to hear, kindly to judge, the final thoughts. Of Armstrong and Getty. Yes, I'm a guy who wore a Trump hat in public 48 hours ago who will not anymore. That's something. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. It's a powerful headwear-related gesture, Jack. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew, starting with Michelangelo pressing the buttons, then control room. Michael! I'm kind of speechless on what to say today, but all I can say is if you have a neighbor that has a uh, wooden podium in their house and says, Speaker of the House, turn him in. <laughs> <laughs> Positive Sean's our producer. Sean? 
Yeah, this morning uh, in bed when I woke up, I tried to do the maneuver where I take one sock off with the other foot, and my crab, my calf cramped up. It is still hurting. <laughs> I don't welcome, understand. Welcome to middle age. Enjoy yourself. Uh, Jack, you're the co-host. A final uh, thought? And I got. I don't want to talk about this more, but I got to follow that up because I went so anti-Trump right there. And and yes, all that other stuff Mark Stein said is terrible. Excusing left-wing violence at every step of the way. All your big media put up with it for years. Led to this. All of these things are true. And finally, on, uh, a word to the audience. Uh, looking at the emails, the texts, there are some of you who appreciate what we've been doing today. And in general, there are some of you who definitely don't. If we were overly worried about whether you were pleased or not, we wouldn't be us. So we're going to keep doing what we're doing. Take it or leave it. We respect your freedom to choose what you listen to and what you don't. But just go knowing if you're an American, you're our countrymen, and we don't hate you. Right. And if I see somebody in a Trump hat, I will not assume they're a bad person. Absolutely not. not. Certainly not. Um, not even close. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. And if I see a, a person in a Biden hat, that'll be the first time. <laughs> Hey, why don't you go to uh, armstrongandgetty.com. we got a couple of new uh, Extra Large podcasts, some great new gear, a KFTC uh, t-shirt and other things. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say what that. I've you? sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just... Change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? What happened here today was an insurrection incited by the President of the United States. Armstrong and Getty.